Hello, hello, and welcome to the Casa Delaware Live podcast. I'm Lauren Bruckner, the Casa Training Director and host for today's podcast. Welcome to episode number 66, which is being released on Friday, June 24th of 2022. Today, my guest is Ayana Lewis, Lucas from Wrap Around Delaware. Ayana specializes in dual status youth. So she will explain to us what exactly a dual status youth means and what her primary job is to facilitate DSYMs. Of course, another acronym, so let's write that down. DSYM, it is the dual status youth meeting. So the purpose of our podcast today is to really explore what is that meeting, who is involved, and what's the purpose. So dual status in short means that it is a youth who is involved with both Division of Family Services as well as juvenile justice. So she will go on to explain what those meetings are and what Wraparound Delaware provides for youth who find themselves with this dual status. So without further ado, let's get to my chit chat with Ayana Lucas. Welcome to the podcast, Ayana. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so glad you've joined us. So, um, chat. Let's let's just learn a little bit about you. Can you tell the folks listening today about kind of your early childhood education, early career, and then what you do today? Sure. Um, so, I've been working with youth for most of my life. I actually started working in like an after-school program when I was a junior in high school. Um, it was great because I got to leave school early. <laughs> I love it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I've kind of been um, passionate about that world and working with young folks for a very long time. And right now, I currently work with Wraparound Delaware. Um, we are a nonprofit based in Maryland, actually, Wraparound Maryland. Um, mm. And we have several contracts in Maryland and in Delaware as well. So in Delaware, we have a contract with the state for DFS, YRS, and PBH. I did not know that. That is awesome. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll dive into some more questions just so we can learn a little bit more about wraparound. But really the purpose of today's podcast is to focus on dual status youth. So we hear that term quite a bit in child welfare. Can you actually tell us what, what that means? Absolutely. Dual status youth are youth who are currently active um, or involved with DFS and have recently had a delinquency referral or picked up new charges um, with the justice system. So that's defined as a dual status youth. They're okay. open with both departments. Gotcha. they have um, some interaction with both departments, I should say. Okay, so we've got child welfare interacting with juvenile justice. Yes. Okay, so how, 
how does a client get involved with Wraparound Delaware as a, as a dual status youth? Yep, so it's an internal process um, where there is a representative at DFS who is constantly looking at the arrests for the day for juveniles, and they're cross-referencing with whether or not they are open with DFS already. And so through that process, if they, at that point, um, see that there is a dual status youth, then they alert the workers. They alert the DFS workers, and that's the referral process at this moment. And then when they alert the DFS workers, they also alert the wraparound Delaware DSY, dual status youth facilitators. And at that point, we go into um, reaching out to look at everyone's schedules to schedule a dual status youth meeting. Okay, what happens at that meeting? So at that meeting, we the purpose is to bring the team together to collaborate um, and brainstorm about the high priority needs and to prevent the youth from going deeper into the child welfare system or the juvenile justice system. Um, and it's basically just to have a conversation about the needs with the youth and the family also there and um, figure out what the next steps should be. Okay, gotcha. So a client gets involved mostly from that kind of referral process and DFS learns about them first. Correct. Okay. Yes. How long um, can a client of dual status um, be involved with, with Wraparound Delaware? There is no set time per se. Um, we as the facilitators have, we like to say an objective role um, with the youth. We do not have an active role. Our only role is to facilitate that meeting. Um, so what happens is that meeting occurs no more than two hours. And then informal notes go out from the meeting immediately. And then in the next coming days, a, a summary, a formal summary report goes out to the entire team. And that summary reports report includes everything that was discussed and um, what tasks have been delegated to what team members with a time frame on it. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be ongoing. It could be something that's immediate. Some team members, you know, send an email or do whatever needs to be done while we're at the meeting. But what happens after that is in about two or three weeks, the facilitator follows up with the team and says, hey, team, um, was XYZ completed already? If not, in what ways can the rest of the team support you in getting that done? And do you feel that another meeting facilitated by Wraparound Delaware is warranted here? Um, and the team responds. And then we may close that youth out with Wraparound Delaware, or we will have a follow-up meeting. Um, and the team really decides if that's necessary. So sometimes we have a follow-up meeting. Sometimes we do not. Sometimes we close that youth out, and we have that same youth re-referred to us within the next coming weeks, coming months, and then we will do the process over again. Does that happen if they pick up new charges or it's just the right. team says we need some more help? 
So it could if if the team says we need some more help when that follow up email goes out, mm-hmm. then it's just considered a follow up meeting for the initial DSYM dual status youth meeting. Um, but if we close that youth out and they come back to us in August because of new referral or new charges, those new charges will trigger the need for another meeting. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So um, in terms of like dis- being discharged from the program, that's not necessarily a, a, enough, an official or kind of formal discharge. It's when the group, the team decides that another meeting is not necessary. Correct. And I always um, encourage the team to just recently, actually, I asked, there was a new um, DFS worker with a particular youth who we did a DSYM for in May. And she was saying, hey, yes, I want another meeting. And I asked her, do you need another meeting facilitated by a third party? Or are you asking for the team to come together so that you guys can all be on the same page? Because you're just now getting this youth um, as a client. And she specified and said, I just need the team to get together. I don't need a third party facilitator, which is great, which is what we encourage. We want to encourage this collaboration to happen with or without us um, but we just set the standard of hey something new is happening something is going on with this one and this youth in particular we need to have a conversation we need to brainstorm we need to figure out what needs to happen immediately so we don't postpone whatever those things are okay gotcha so and as your role is your what is your official title Dual status youth facilitator. Facilitator. Okay, gotcha. So on an average, I'm going to kind of ask some off-the-cuff type questions. Now, I, now I'm getting thinking about um, dual status youth more. Um, how Roughly, what's your caseload look like? I, that's the thing. It's so hard to say because so this week I did two DSYMs. Are they considered active? Because uh, yeah. they're already technically completed. I already facilitated the meeting. Um, so we I, we count them as active because technically they're active until I close them out. Until the team has said, we do not need you guys to facilitate a meeting anymore. Mm-hmm. So right now I have maybe about five or six active youth, but that can change tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> um, it's just so hard. You know, some weeks we've had 10 kids come in and then next week we don't have any okay but there's always the follow-ups of you know hey team how are you doing doing completing the summary report getting that out um so there's always moving parts whether or not the meetings actually been facilitated yet or not okay and between meetings is there a specific kind of time frame that happens between say meeting one and meeting two um with with the same youth yeah follow up in the initial meeting correct yep yep so when the initial meeting happens um we send out a summary report we try to get it out within five business days to the team and let's say if that meeting happened on june 1 i would send it out by june 6 and then on like june 15th i will say hey team do we need a follow-up meeting have these tasks been completed so within about two to three weeks of the initial meeting, I'm following up with the team, 
And if there's a follow-up meeting that needs to happen, we're doing that within 30 to 45 days from the initial meeting that was had. Gotcha. Okay, so there's a little, there's some time frames to follow. Correct. And the original goal is to have the DSYM happen within 10 business days of the arrest. Okay. Um, that has been very, very challenging with multiple professionals and team members and their caseloads and their availability and having to get court and um, all of that stuff. So we've kind of gone back to the basics and we are asking the family first. And the fam- when I say family, I mean the foster parents that are involved, the youth. And the DFS worker, that's what I consider to be the family. What their schedule is first, they tell me their schedule, um, and then we we let the rest of the team know this is the date that's set. Okay. If you can, like, we really want you to be there. If you cannot be there, you're responsible for getting someone in your scope of service to attend for you, to participate for you with updates and information on this youth. Mm -hmm. Uh because it gets a little chaotic with I mean some of these teams are so big and it just keeps pushing out and pushing out when the the goal is to expedite any services that need to happen so we kind of get lost there Um, so we go back to basics so my colleagues um, right now our administrative support and my supervisor are on the back end of you know, um, trying to collaborate schedules as much as possible. And then they give me uh, a new youth and we go from there. It's a lot of, there's a lot of growing pains. Yeah. All of this is new, you know, and (laughs) we started with, okay, let's, let's, let's do it this way. That doesn't work. Let's do it this way. So every day we're just trying to figure out what works best. Sure. And I forgot if you said it already, but how long has the, has Wraparound Delaware been providing the dual status youth uh, services? Since January of 2022. Okay. So not even six months. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I know sometimes DFS is working with a family, even if they haven't taken custody. Do you ever work with those youth or do you only work with the youth where DS, DFS has custody of the child? So protocol says that even if DFS does not have custody, if they are involved at all, they can still be considered a dual status youth. I have not personally come across that yet. All of the youth that I've worked with are in DFS custody. Um, Many of them are detained. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them do have foster placements, and then some of them are in group homes. Okay. Uh, do in your experience so far have any do biological parents participate um, if parental rights are are still intact? Um, I have had biological okay. parents participate, few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely invited if they're in the picture and if they are communicating with DFS. We absolutely do invite them to participate. We want to hear what they need um, to feel best supported. And if reunification is the goal, we absolutely want them to participate. Sure, sure. So since this program is only about six months old or so, um, how did kind of how did the idea start? Um, if if you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. Even, 
I don't really know the answer to that. I know there's a lot of um, backstory into the, the birth of it all. But dual status youth is a term that's recognized nationwide. Um, this, this is not a Delaware thing. This is, you know, a defined term that has been in existence for a while. There are other states that are focusing on dual status youth, and they have their own workings on how to work with them best. But I don't know that I can really answer that question. Yeah, and I, I know I apologize for kind of asking that one, but I'm thinking yeah. that, you know, I've been in this, in you know, in child well for over 10 years, and it seems to me that sometimes it's very siloed where DFS is providing, you know, child welfare services and um, prevention of behavioral health is providing mental health services and PBH. I'm sorry, and YRS Youth Rehabilitative Services is providing services on the criminal end, and all three sisters don't really know what's happening. So I, I'm just envisioning this meeting with all three, I'll call them sisters, you know, sitting at the table, chatting. Yeah, like kind of what is each person, each sister responsible for? Yeah, and and even when the when this idea came to us. Um, my first thoughts were like, well, this should have been happening since the beginning of time. You know, like all of the sisters should be talking to each other. If we're going to be effective, if we are going to be a great resource, then we need to be talking to each other. Right. We'll go with that's how it started. And I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so in your position, do you ever attend criminal court hearings or anything like that, or you're just facilitating meetings? Not in my position. No, I do not. Um, that is outside of us. We're supposed to be objective. They use the term objective. I'm 99.9% in favor of the youth. So, it, 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 I mean, that's, that's where my passion is. That's sure. what I see is most of the time these youth have been failed. Mm-hmm whether that is family, whether that is professionals and the overturn of them. Um, in some aspect, they have been failed. When I tell you, I am so, when I go to these meetings, my goal, Ayana's goal, is to empower these youth and to give them a platform to speak. I think that it is so powerful, and this is why DSYMs are different Mm -hmm. from the other meetings that happen, Um, because it really gives that youth, as a facilitator, that is what I'm assigning my job to be, a chance to say, I need this. Mm -hmm. You can best support me in this way. I feel this. I want this. And to be able to say it to the team of professionals that are in place to support them. That is what my goal has been. And these DSYU are major advocates. Mm -hmm. They're major advocates to themselves. Um, They are so well-spoken, they, they they know what they want, they can say what they want, they've had to for so long to survive. Um, so it's just such a different dynamic, and they are inspirational to say sure. Wonderful, so it sounds like the youth is very participatory. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, most of them are, most of them are. I always, when I first get on, because we're in this virtual space a lot, hopefully we'll move um, to the in-person, 
meetings, but it'll probably be a slow process to get there. I'm always waiting for them to see me and and be like, I'm not talking to you. They don't know me. They've never seen me. I'm not going to be here again. I'm just a facilitator. I don't have an active role. So I'm always like, all right, I'm ready for whatever they give me. You know, they're probably stressed out and strung out and whatever. I have not one time to date had an issue with you participating, with them being respectful. Um, not one time. Awesome. Not one time. Oh, that's so good to hear. In your experience, not that you can speak for the youth necessarily, but just in your experience, do you feel that they feel heard and listened to and, and that people care about what they want and trying to make it happen? I do. I might be biased. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that's definitely a leading question, sort of. <laughs> I may be biased, but I do. I think it throws them off guard when I give them so much space to speak because it's so, you know, not typical. I think it definitely, I had a youth yesterday who did a DSYM4, and her foster parent was like, well, she's asking if she has to be here because, you know, does she have to be here? Does she have to participate? She's like, what should I tell her to get her on? I said, well, tell her that this meeting is her team. This meeting is her team, and and it gives her a chance to ask any questions that she has. And she was like, okay. And so she joined. She didn't, you know, get on video, and that was fine. I, I kind of teeter very lightly around that line on asking people to get on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't get on camera, but she participated. She asked her questions, and you could, I could feel her mood change. You know, okay. She was like, hey, yeah, I'm here. Yep, I'm here. And I threw it back on her multiple times during the meeting. Do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what was just said? And I think that was thrown her through off guard. And throughout the meeting, she opened up a little bit more. And, and she was actually stopping people. And she was like, well, I have a question. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want. That's what we're here for. Like, what are we planning around your life for if you're not going to participate and say what you need? It, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. So, right. yeah. Well, that is super cool. And I like uh, that you asked the question, do you understand what was just said? Because I fear that oftentimes adults speak in adult language and don't pause to define a term or explain what's, a, you know, a, a phrase means or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. And I think that it kind of, I hope that it kind of puts things into perspective for the professionals that are joining the, these meetings. Um, I did have an instance where I think it was an attorney who was kind of speaking over with the language to like a 14 year old. And I said, Hey, do you understand what he just said? And then the attorney kind of reframed what he just said. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not in court. Right. You right. Know, forget I'm, our audience. <laughs> remember your audience. Right. And so he reframed what he said and the youth was like, okay, I understand that. Wonderful. So the majority of the people listening to this podcast are CASA volunteers. So they are appointed when kids come into state custody. Have you had a CASA attend a dual status youth meeting? I have. Um, I have few and far between. um, A lot, well, some of the times are, like I just had an instance this week where that youth is just so unstable Mm -hmm. and he's you know moving around a lot and the casa hasn't had a chance to really engage him right 
Um, so it can be tough. It can be tough, definitely, depending on the dynamics. Okay. But either way, the CASA is invited and they are, are they part of the team? Absolutely. And when I send out the invitation to the team, I say, if you know of any other team members, mm -hmm. if you look at who this was sent to and you don't see someone that should be invited, please do forward the invitation and let me know that they're coming and, you know, their name and their role, and I will absolutely let them into the, the Zoom meeting. Wonderful. Ayana, kind of as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to add, anything we didn't cover that you want to share about dual status youth meetings um, and sort of wrap around Delaware um, focus? I think, I think we kind of hit all the, the nuggets. All right. I like it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast focused on dual status youth. And I want you to jot down the acronym DSYM, dual status youth meeting. That is a new one for us, or at least for me. Um, so keep that in mind. And then if your youth is a dual status youth, meaning they are involved with Division of Family Services and YRS, youth, um, youth Rehabilitative Services, so if they've got juvenile justice going on, then keep an eye out for the involvement of Wraparound Delaware. Make sure to keep in touch with your DFS worker um, so that there, if there are any dual status youth meetings scheduled, that you are invited and are able to attend. Finally, if you're a CASA volunteer listening to this podcast, go ahead and complete your in-service training credit form and send it back to me at lauren.bruckner at delaware.gov so you can receive a half hour of training credit. Thanks for listening. And as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our destiny. You got a friend in me.